Hey, what's going on out there, Home Pro Nation? It's Corey here for another episode of the Home Pro Success Show. Today, I'm doing a solo cast to talk about something that comes up a lot, and I've been seeing a lot of posts pop up on this in other Facebook groups, uh, not so much my own, but other ones that I'm out there kind of sifting through, and that is getting clients to pay you more than the competition. How do you make that happen? How do the companies that make that happen do it regularly, and what do they put into place to ensure that it's actually working. So I wanted to talk about those few things because this is something that I can say in my company, we do pretty successfully. We do charge a little bit more than our competitors. And before I jump into it, I gotta start off by saying there's no Jedi mind tricks. I'm gonna tell you some pretty good stuff here all of the effective tricks that when implemented in practice consistently over months work. But there's no shortcut, there's no Jedi mind tricks. Uh, If you know me, if you've listened to me, spoken with me, read any of my posts and Facebook groups out there, you know I'm not a fan of the Jedi mind trick bullshit. Simple, consistent, practical methods are what I focus on. So let's jump into it. The real short gist of getting your customers and clients to pay you more than the competition is that you've got to be the company people want to hire. Think about that. All of the companies that you pay a premium for, they're companies that you want to do business with. It is as simple as that. You have to be the company that people want to hire. You just can't be another run-of-the-mill company out there, a run-of-the-mill guy, another run-of-the-mill chuck in the truck. You can't be a run-of-the-mill anything. You have to position yourself as the company that people want to hire. And this can be flipped around as well and applied to hiring employees. Think about it. You have to be the company that people want to work for. That's a totally different tangent I'm about to jump down. So I'm going to stop myself before I get ahead of myself here. In this case, we're talking about customers. You have to be the company that people want to hire. And this all starts with social proof. You need to get the reviews built up out there online and let people know that the masses are going with you and that they want to go with you. Real quick trick on it, you have to incorporate your customers into the marketing. And I'm not talking about testimonial videos. I'm not a fan at all of testimonial videos. I think the general market out there associates those with being fake. Everybody knows that when they see a customer testimonial video out there, They know it's a cherry-picked customer on a cherry-picked project at best. At worst, it's your mom, your mother-in-law, friend, somebody like that that's doing the actual testimonial. People associate those testimonial videos with being fake. So what has worked with me and worked extremely well is what I call my million-dollar contractor marketing photos. And that's incorporating the customer into just still pictures at the end of their project getting them to hold a sign that says, or not a sign that says anything, but just a sign with like our logo and our phone number on it. You really don't need to do anything more than that. It's not like a direct response mechanism. People aren't going to look at this picture and call the number right in the picture, but it's more for the sake of showing the social proof. So a customer holding your sign is all you need in front of the completed project. And that'll also turn into some awesome content, which we can talk about later for marketing or for specific content distribution. But In the overall scheme of things for social proof, that is the most powerful thing I've found, second to getting reviews on Google and all the other platforms out there. And you're kind of limited into that because you gotta wait for the customer to actually log in and do it themselves. With the picture, you can just get that done real quick at the end of the project, incentivize your guys to do it, put in a process to do it and incentivize the guys to do it. So that way you're getting these pictures and that will scale things up. There's a lawn care company that I know very closely and I've worked with and The owner of the company was like, well, you know, I don't really need any of this social proof stuff. 
like all my customers are industry professionals. Most of their work is subcontracted to them from larger association managers or community managers or community maintenance managers who then subcontract out all the maintenance for a big gated community. He's like, these people don't care about my social proof. And I'm like, yes, it does. Yes, they do. It, it does matter. So try this stuff and implement it. He implemented this stuff about six months ago, and he's been seeing a killer ROI on this. So even if you think that social proof doesn't matter so much in your trade, start doing it. You'll see that it does. If you're dealing with specifically with residential customers, it'll be killer there. Even if you're dealing with industry professionals, it'll still be killer. Maybe not to the extreme, but it has a huge effect. People like to see other happy customers. So I can't stress it enough, social proof is the biggest factor in all of this, or one of the biggest factors. It's certainly up there, and that's why I started it with number one. Number two, care about your customers and let them know that you care. I've spoken with so many contractors that say, I'm afraid to make a call back, and I'm referring to what's called a happy call. At the end of the project, call your customers or have somebody in your office staff say, hey, this is Jane with, uh, you know, such and such contracting. This is Jane with Gulf Coast Aluminum, my company. Just calling to make sure you were happy with everything and that the work was all completed to your standard. See what the customers say. This lets the customer know that you care. And it's a good indication of the health of your business because if you are afraid to call people back, and this happens all the time, I hear this day in and day out, and I've even been in this boat before. If you are afraid to make that call back, you have got a serious problem in your operations and quality. You need to revisit the systems in your operation and enhance the standards that you've got for each scope of work. If you're afraid to make people call back, you have, or if you're, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself, they're getting amped up. If you are afraid to call your customers back at the end of the project and make sure they were happy with it, there is a problem. And great marketing, great marketing cannot overcome shitty work. There's just no way around it. So start making those happy calls. Let your customers know that you care. And if you are afraid to make those calls, you really, 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 before you go into any other marketing, need to fix your operations and make sure that all of your customers are as happy as can be within a reasonable realm. I'll be the first to say you cannot make everybody happy, but at the same time, you gotta be able to make that happy call at the end and check on people. And if you are not or if you are not able to do that, if you're afraid to make that happy call, or if that scares you because you know the customer is going to complain, be unhappy, they're going to want you to come back, etc., it's a strong, strong indicator that you have an operational quality issue. So you got to fix that, okay? Show your customers that you care. It's powerful. It's just the foundation of any business. Once you actually get this into place and you're really making sure that your customers are satisfied and you're making sure or letting them know that you care, your marketing can just ramp up. It's like, uh, it's just like getting the right ingredients to a fire, right? And then you can dump fuel on it and kick it off. I can't, I can't stress how important it is. And this was one of the things that really held me back the first couple of years in business because we had a bunch of crappy employees out there doing crap work. And when a customer would call back, when they would call in and say, hey, you guys were just out here last month or last week, it was almost like a cringe inside. Now we don't get it because we know, or we don't get calls so much like that. But when we do get those calls, we know that it's not a cringeworthy call. We're kind of excited because it's like, hey, we're just out there. We know this customer's happy. Chances are they are calling us back to do more work. Total game changer when you can make those happy calls. 
Show your customers that you care, you know that they're happy, and this will further perpetuate referrals. When you have happy customers and the customers feel like they know the company, they know the people, and the people in the company care about them. This is strong here. All, all these things are so strong. Uh, you know, if I had to make a list, I would put them all at number one and make it a very wide list as opposed to a vertical list. That's all I can say about this stuff. Going on, show your projects that are completed. Okay, get a lot of pictures of your projects. And again, you can use your customer photos in this, but show the projects that you've actually completed in your marketing. The simplest thing you can do, every project you complete, or maybe not everyone, but pick a few. Uh, in my company, we do this. You can go onto my company blog and you can see us putting up uh, probably three to 10 new projects a week on there. Put them online and show the project. So we show our projects, we get them on the company blog so people can see them. Talk about what you do differently and how well your projects are completed. And this might seem obvious to us, but point out the little details, the little things you do, even though it's like to us, hey, everybody else already does that too. When your customers see that and nobody else has pointed them out, pointed that out to them before, that puts you in a position of authority and subsequently makes you more likely to get the sale. All right, so it's a very strong position of authority, very strong impression when you're pointing out all the little nuances and details. And in some of our projects, because all of our scopes of work are very similar, the four services that we target are all very similar, we have a lot of overlap. So a lot of the projects, it seems like, hey, we're repeating ourselves and we're repeating ourselves. But you have to consider with attention spans being so short and going down in this online world we live in with quick information, People in our sales pipeline might only read one or two projects on there. They're certainly not going to take the time and dig through our archives and read a hundred of them. Five or six years ago, they probably would have done that. But in 2019, that's not how people behave anymore. So you really have to spoon feed it, which kind of drives me into my next topic. You got to distribute these projects right to your customers. Post it on Facebook, create an audience of your actual customers and prospects or sales prospects on Facebook. This is complicated, but it's something that I cover in the market domination method. Create that audience and then get all this blog content in front of them to that audience. You're gonna have to pay for exposure, but it is the best $5 a day you will ever spend on marketing. Running these paid ads, showing the projects that you've completed to your current leads and your past customers. And then don't stop there, email it. When you publish these blog posts each week, send out an email blast to everybody that's requested an estimate and subsequently, that will be everybody that's had a project completed saying, hey, check out what we got done this week. Here's what you might find interesting. List out two or three things, fire it off, link them right to it. This stuff doesn't have to be complicated, simple wins. The fact that you are just doing this, creating this, showing customers the projects and then kind of spoon feeding it to them with email and Facebook is going to get you 99% of the return. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, it's not good enough. I need to have it professionally designed. I need to have a copywriter. No, you don't need to do that. Just create the content, create the content showing your projects and spoon feed it to your customers. That is going to do wonders, okay? And here's the thing. All of these people out there that are requesting estimates from you or your past customers, they're going to see everything that you're doing. And it's going to be a lot. It's going to be overwhelming because every time they log into Facebook or their email or go onto your website, hey, you've got something new that you completed. And what we have customers say to us is they say, I'm going with you guys because it seems like you guys do more of these than anybody else. They might not even use the word seen. They might just say, well, you guys do more of these than anybody else. In reality, we probably don't do more of them than anybody else and any of our competitors. I can even point out some specific scopes of services where I know we don't do the market share 
of that specific project. We even have a small one, but because we are showing it and publishing it each week, and each week they're seeing projects very similar to this or within this specific scope of work that we completed, and nobody else is, to them that means we are doing more than anybody else. I can't stress it enough. Get your projects documented, get the photos, get that stuff publicly available online, and distribute it, that's a key factor in it because just publishing stuff anymore is not going to get you anywhere. Nobody will find it. You have to distribute it. You have to spoon feed it to your customers. Facebook ads, email marketing, those are my preferred methods of doing it. And finally, there's community involvement. Now, this is something that I'm a little bit weak in. We haven't done much community involvement work in my own company. But several months back, I had Tom Lopatosky of Lopco Contracting on my podcast he actually goes out and gets involved in the community regularly. Like he doesn't just wait for these opportunities to come to him. If he sees something in his community that he could fix, I know that he's done like a retaining wall on the side of a road, repainted that. He did some kind of structural repairs at a museum in the community. He repainted the police department building. And these are things that didn't just come to him, but he went out, looked for opportunities and said, hey, you know, I see something there that looks kind of crappy. My business could make a dent here, make an impact, restore it. Usually it's a public, um, you know, public or government or nonprofit type of building. And he calls him up and says, hey, you know, this is who I am. I like giving back to the community and I'd like to support you guys and help you out here. And I'd be willing to paint this. Would you guys like me to help you out with this? Most of them, naturally, these government agencies tight on cash. When they get this opportunity, they take it. So for that reason, he's got a portfolio full of projects, including painting the police department building and holding, uh, you're not holding, but um, shaking a hand with the local police chief. He's got the museum up there. He's got this retaining wall. And these are all projects that people recognize around the community. And he's got pictures of his guys doing it and him out there on the job site and him with the key people behind these organizations. That's a big form of social proof. And he's putting this all front and center on his website. His competitors, unless they are really going to jump down that wormhole, are not going to ever have this stuff. And most people won't. Even though I know the power of it, it is something that I have not consciously seeked out in my own business, but it is incredibly powerful. And if you'll notice, some of the companies that people, or a lot of the companies that people really want to do business with are out there getting involved in the community and doing community-based projects. So that's Tom Lopatosky. Uh, I'll put a link to his podcast episode somewhere in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to it. Great episode with him. He's an awesome guy, does a lot of good things for the community, which doubles back to benefit his business. Certainly a model for community involvement, if you will, in the contracting space. And finally, before we wind this podcast down, use your own company story in your marketing. Put it front and center. Use it on your website. Let people know who's behind the business and why you're doing business. I know whenever I need to hire or buy from a local business, I will always lean towards the one where the story is visible, right? Where I know who the owners are, who the founders are, why they created the business, and what keeps them going every day. I feel like I'm supporting the owners, helping them out, and that they'll know me. Now, obviously, we all know that isn't the case, and I know that, being a marketer as well as anyone, but it still gives me that warm and fuzzy feeling inside. And if it does it for me, it will work for your customers. So that's what I got for you. Those are my big secrets on getting clients to pay more for your services than they will for your competitors. Remember, the big tagline, you have to be the company that people want to hire. Be the company that people want to hire. Keep that in the back of your brain and you will be a light year ahead of anyone else. 
Now, before I end it here, if you're not already a member, we've got an awesome free Facebook group, the Home Pro Sales and Marketing Lounge. If you want to discuss this podcast episode with me or a bunch of other contractors, we've got over 1,400 contractors in there. Look for the link somewhere around this episode, beside it, on top of it. Who knows where you'll find this episode online, but it won't be far from the podcast player that's playing it. And that is a link to our Facebook group, the Home Pro Sales and Marketing Lounge. I will see you in there. You've reached the end of another episode of the Home Pro Success Podcast. Connect with us and join our collaborative Facebook group at homeprosuccess.com. 